Hello and welcome to the Bodcast Station, where you get to hear from some of the world's biggest fans of your human body. Today we'll be hearing from Karen Urbanik, a holistic healthcare practitioner, creator of the Therapeutic Nutritional Counselor Certification, CEO of Holistic Health Educators, and mother to 11 children. This is a replay of one of her radio shows. Enjoy! Get ready for a science-based, highly educational, fast-paced episode of Mastering Your Body with your host, Karen Urbanik. With decades of experience in working with clients, she's here to do one thing, educate and motivate you to take control of your health, one cell at a time, right from your kitchen. Well, hello. Welcome to Mastering Your Body. I am Karen, your cell health protector, and I'm here to help you understand sleep. I know. The one thing most of us yearn for and we just don't get. So when I wrote my book back in 2014, I, well, I wrote it for about six years. And when I ended it was the deadline before the night of the book. And I remember I couldn't sleep. It was one o'clock in the morning. I'm still wide awake, laying in bed. My husband was gone, picking up one of the kids from the airport. And he gets home about 1.30. He snuggles into bed. I curl up next to him and boom, I'm out like a light. (laughs) Now, you don't all get to take Roger home with you uh, because even though he helps you fall asleep right away, he's my husband, so you don't get him. But I will give you some great insights into sleep and understanding sleep cycles and understanding what you can do to get a better night's sleep. And I also want to point you, because I have a lot of videos recorded on sleep, they're all short little videos on what you can do to help sleep better, and those are in the Human Body Master Guide. So again, please check out our websites and and find out what we've written for you because this is so important. The sleeping is literally the only time the body can heal. Your body goes through three cycles in a day, assimilation, appropriation, and elimination. So assimilation, that's when you're sleeping. You assimilate between eight or nine at night whenever the sun sets, you know, when the sun goes down, and that's why you get sleepy. You're creating melatonin. Your body, literally, the hypothalamus is talking to the pituitary. Pituitary is talking to the pineal gland to make melatonin to put you to sleep because the most important thing you do every day is sleep. <laughs> I can't I can't stress that enough. I don't care if you've got Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, cancer, candida, you know, or toenail fungus. When you can, you can only heal when you're sleeping. And so being able to get to sleep at the 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock whenever the sun sets, listen to the body. That melatonin is coming out for a reason and just lay your head down and sleep. So assimilation is when the body can literally take everything you've been eating all day long and your supplements and assimilate it. Send it to the liver. The liver is extremely active all night. Um, It it peaks between one and three uh, while you're sleeping. But again, very important that you be resting and sleeping during that assimilation period or it doesn't work. So you assimilate and then you go through detoxification or elimination that starts about four or five in the morning and that goes until noon. So we assimilate between eight or nine at night when the sun sets, or six if you're in the you know in the Midwest <laughs> during winter. So six or seven at night, and then you go into elimination at four or five in the morning, and then assimilation right around noon. This is why the the you know when you're dieting and you don't eat between you know at nighttime six or seven at night and in the morning at eleven o'clock that is the perfect way of living because you literally aren't eating at all during elimination. But we're here to talk about sleep and sleep cycles. So let's say you try to go to bed and you just cannot fall asleep. What might be causing this? Well, number one, let's find out what happens when we sleep. We go into several stages while we sleep. We have the pre-sleep stage, right? During that stage, our body temperature naturally lowers. Uh, The alpha rhythm brains are going very strong, and we enter stage one of the sleep cycle. 
that's when you get those little muscle spasms, which in actuality actually cause your muscles to relax as well as your pulse to slow down. About five or 10 minutes, you slip into stage two, and that's where your brain waves become very large or much larger, and your eyes can roll side to side. After 20 more minutes, you go into stage three. That's when the brain waves become slower and even larger. Your breathing is slow and even. Your muscles are very relaxed. Then you can go into stage four, which is called delta sleep. Some people still cause, you know, call, they say stage three and stage four are both delta. We refer to stage four as delta. And during delta sleep, the body can repair and regenerate its tissues builds bones, it builds muscles, it strengthens the immune system. Unless you're acidic, then it just pulls apart your your um, your minerals and your, and your bones to distribute minerals to the rest of the body. Uh, anyhow, but stage four only lasts about 20 minutes. Then you enter REM sleep and you start experiencing rapid eye movement, thus the name REM. So stage one to four is non-rapid eye movement, so NREM. Uh, your heartbeat becomes irregular, the brain waves are shorter, quite similar to when you're awake. And 80% of the time that you're in REM, you're actually dreaming. Usually a sleep cycle only lasts about 90 minutes and then it starts all over again. So the sleep cycles change, sometimes allowing REM sleep to be a little bit longer if needed. Uh, but REM sleep is usually around that 10 minutes in the first sleep cycle and then it lengthens during the following sessions. So when you go to bed, you're not just sleeping all night long. I mean, you are, but you're actually in these 90-minute sleep cycles and oh my gosh, it's really cool because even this morning with one of my consultations, I was helping them understand sleep. And I said, you can even download an app now where you can put in when you want to wake up in the morning and then it'll program back 90, se- 90 minute segments to when you should fall asleep. And so, because you don't, it's very hard to wake up in the minute, in the middle of a sleep cycle. Most of you have experienced that, but it's much easier to wake up on your own, which is usually after a 90 minute sleep cycle. So again, helping the body to regulate itself Sleep cycles is something we're going to be talking about for the next 20 minutes. So again, looking at these 90-minute segments, very, very important. And anyhow, so sleep cycles can vary depending on like the temperature of the room, when you last ate. Uh, so if you get frustrated every 90 minutes because you wake up to turn over, that's okay. You're, you're perfectly normal. <laughs> you're like me and everybody else, right? I, I kind of want to mention a little bit about popping the sleeping pills because I'm here to hopefully help you come out of that habit and into the world of, um, you know, using other methods to medicate yourself for sleeping that are actually more much more natural because sleeping pills are extremely dangerous. And there are study after study done on this, but literally some of the studies that are, are, are a bit scary, you can actually die 36 times faster than those who don't pop the setting pills. Uh, and other studies, people taking sleeping pills were like 4.6 times more likely to die within two and a half years than people not taking sleeping pills. Another study, one in every 16 people taking these sleeping pills uh, for insomnia were dead within two years. Yes, that's one out of 16 people. And uh, not only do sleeping pills increase cancer by a whopping 35%, but sleeping pills increase overall death risk by as much as 530%. That's insane. Uh, in the U.S. alone, um, this is during... Uh, a couple years ago, one of the studies showed that sleeping pills may have been associated with over 500,000 deaths just in the United States alone. How many people is that a day, right? Because they're popping the pills um, and, and and taking specific drugs that people are taking right now for sleeping. Literally, uh, you can double your risk of developing dementia just by taking sleeping pills. So again, I please, please, please consider listening to the rest of this, uh, rest of this broadcast <laughs> so we can help you with your sleeping a bit more naturally. And I know some of you might be saying, but I'm just taking melatonin. Melatonin is totally natural. Well, 
I'm, you know, great. I'm glad you're going to the health food store and you're taking your melatonin. But if you don't use it, you lose it. So the pineal gland, which naturally makes melatonin, is actually what you want to help heal. Because your pineal gland makes melatonin when the sun starts to set. If that's not happening naturally for you, let's look at how we can get that pineal gland doing its job a bit better. Organ renewal, right? So you want to look at, okay, what can we be doing to up increase the natural melatonin uh, component of the body. So let's look at that. Those are some simple things like turning off the TV a little earlier. Uh, one of the big things is light stimulates the body and reduces melatonin output. So if like in our home, if you come to visit us, you'll find that we don't have any overhead lights on ever at night. We only have lamps and it's usually a bit more subtle. So it's very calm in our home at night. We have no overhead lights on anywhere. Even in our kitchen, those go off and we just use small subtle lighting so that we can let our melatonin kick in naturally. So then when the sun does set, we're all getting a little yawny and we end up falling asleep by you know 9, 9.30. Anyhow, so again, we want to, far too often, we we start taking melatonin and the body simply stops making it because we've taken the replacement. Uh, again, things to do. So foods you can enjoy, raspberries, goji berries, cherries, kiwi, those are all loaded with a natural sleep-inducing melatonin. So again, you can eat melatonin in your food. Again, that's one of the best things you can do. Raw honey is excellent. Uh, apple slices, you can dip some apple slices in some raw honey. Walnuts, almonds also contain a lot of magnesium. We can re- relax the body. Melatonin and tryptophan, those are all converted into serotonin and melatonin, which are both naturally sleep-inducing. So those are all foods that you can eat that can help with relaxing the body. Magnesium is one of the ones that I mentioned earlier, and that is important because magnesium relaxes the muscles. So making sure that your diet is rich in magnesium foods, very beneficial. Some people will take... You've seen a lot of advertisements for Calm, which is actually just rock rock magnesium. So I'm not a huge fan of that because your body doesn't like rocks. So it does definitely give you some, some loose bowels in the morning. But again, getting some magnesium to relax the muscles can very much help you uh, fall asleep. There's obviously things to avoid. Caffeine, excess salt, uh, allergenic foods, food additives, food colorings, preservatives. And believe it or not, fried and greasy foods, they actually make the stomach work twice as hard. So people get heartburn and indigestion. And they're trying to fall asleep, but but their stomach's working so hard. So avoiding some of those refined sugars and carbohydrates and fats, very, very important. So again, I mentioned earlier eating after sunset. And I know we covered that a little bit earlier, but eating before bed is actually very hard on the body. So the best time to eat is up, you know, during appropriation, which is noon until the sun sets. So if you're going to eat those really big meals, you may want to move those towards the, more, in the middle of the day, lunch. Make your lunch a little bit more heavy, a little bit, you know, more exciting. And then in the evening, just kind of bring it down to supper. And supper actually, that, that always was translated into a little bit of soup a little bit of bread, go to bed, you know, so just a little bit of food in the evening and making the lunches a little bit more your main, your mainstay. There's some great vitamins that can help taking vitamin Bs, uh, B12, your vitamin D. Uh, Again, you can take those to help get the body to sleep. Vitamin D takes center stage as one of the most important vitamins for sleep, making sure that you're taking vitamin D internally or getting it from the sun. And again, just if you haven't heard me speak on the sun and vitamin D, please, please uh, go back to our podcast series and uh, our blogs and read a bit more about vitamin D because I have a deep passion for it. 
Of course, my preference is naked at noon, so that might not fit into your lifestyle. <laughs> and don't be coming around at noon, <laughs> and, you know. So, but we just really encourage a lot of uh, a lot of good sunbathing and healthy sunbathing. And you won't even believe it. The best time to get the sun is between ten o'clock and two o'clock when they tell you not to go in the sun. But it's the only time that your UVB rays are actually going to hit your skin. There, you aren't going to get UVB rays, which convert to vitamin D, in the morning or after three o'clock in the afternoon. So again, I'm, I'm a little bit passionate on that one. Calcium. Calcium deficiency is a common factor in insomnia. So if you haven't thought about that before, it might be something you want to look at. Of course, calcium is a mineral. It comes out of the ground and you get it from eating plants. So you want to look at how can you increase your calcium. You want to look at herbal calcium supplements. And this is another time to recheck your parathyroids. Is your thyroid healthy? Do you have parathyroids still functioning? Uh, the parathyroids, which are uh, in the thyroid, and please go back and listen to my thyroid presentation, but the parathyroids control all your calcium uptake. We want to make sure we're getting calcium. So we have, please don't eat after sunset. We're taking good vitamins, getting vitamin D. We've checked our calcium levels and removing heavy metals, super important. Uh, Nicotine, no, no nicotine, right? Because nicotine is going to stimulate the adrenal glands, which causes secretion of adrenaline. So we don't want adrenaline when we're trying to fall asleep. Uh, Herbals, chamomile, valerian root. There's a lot of things that can help, uh, you know, relieve insomnia. You can go to any health food store and look for the herbals and for tinctures that are designed for sleep. Rest Easy is one of my favorites, Uh, Dr. Uh, our Dr. Jones up in Idaho makes that, and he's amazing. Um, and then there's some methods you can do. So during the day, making sure you're exercising. Exercise makes you sleep. Uh, and that actually is a common cause for insomnia is people just aren't moving. They're lacking physical exercise. So we want, you know, you're working all day in a building full of fluorescent lighting. You come home, you spend the rest of the night inside your house. <laughs> you're not exercising. So really, you know, take a jog, go for a walk with a dog, get a trampoline. I love little rebounders. I own one and make sure that you have, and you can buy one that doesn't have springs. And so getting a rebounder that has the bungee cords, much easier. But man, just go downstairs and bungee cord, jump for a little while, do go for a quick run, you'll be able to sleep much better. And then obviously there's yoga and Tai uh, tai Chi and Qigong and meditation, uh, wonderful ways to fall asleep. I actually teach 120 natural modalities of healing. So healing naturally 120 different ways. One of the things I teach is something called autogenic training. And autogenic training works tremendously at falling asleep. Actually, you'll never finish it because you'll be sleeping by the time it's done. So autogenic training is actually a a method where you talk to yourself. My left arm is heavy. My left arm is heavy. You repeat certain phrases as you fall asleep. And it what will happen is after you've done this a few times, the body recognizes that it falls asleep or it goes into, it goes into parasympathetic mode. So it relaxes. You can use autogenic training just to relax the body. A lot of minors and police force are actually trained in autogenic training so they don't panic. And so what will happen is once you've done autogenic training several times, You'll start saying the first sentence or second sentence, second sentence, and boom, you'll already be sleeping because the body is trained to relax when you use autogenic training. So again, autogenic training is fantastic as a way to relax the body. And even I'll do that. I'll use it. My kids have used it. If we find that we've had quite a busy day, especially if I've spoken and I've, I've, I've had a big audience. So I'm on stage, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking, I get home, I'm still like on cloud nine. I've talked to 30 people, 50 people, 200 people afterwards. And I'm like, yeah, a little intense, right? I eat asparagus, eat some goji berries and literally go into bed on my bio mat and do some autogenic training and I can fall asleep. 
if I don't do that, sometimes I'm still up just thinking and thinking and thinking and processing and I've got to get to sleep. So autogenic training is amazing. You can also do emotional freedom technique, which is a tapping technique that we also, that we also train people on and it's tapping different meridian points of the face and on the head. Uh, you can also like hop in a warm bathtub, put some chamomile in there, put some lavender essential oil on your pillow. There's things that you can do. Put on warm socks right before you fall asleep. Warming the body is great, except we studies after study finds that you want to fall asleep in a cooler environment. So you can fall asleep when it's warm. Like for instance, our home is at a steady 72 degrees. But before we go to bed, we pop it down to 68, 67, 69. But we, we always put it down at a cooler temperature so that when we fall asleep, it's comfortable. But then within you know a half an hour, hour, hour and a half, it's cooled down so that our bodies can remain in that cooler that cooler state. I actually do an entire presentation on what to do when your bladder wakes you up all night long to go to the bathroom. So you, if your bladder is waking you up all night long, if you are a man, well, then let's let's help your prostate, which we can we can definitely do. Uh, so that you're you're not waking up all night. Like and if you're a woman and you've had babies and you've had this uterus and and you have this you know weak core, those are there's a lot of things you can do to actually strengthen the core of the body. You can actually mind over bladder is what, is what I always teach. So literally starting to talk to your bladder. And there's things you can do before you go to bed uh, that help with that. I'm not going to get into that right now. That's something we can talk about when we talk about incontinence, which does not sound like the most amazing radio show ever. So I don't know if I'll do it on a regular radio show. But again, uh, if enough of you reach out, maybe I'll just throw myself in there for a half an hour and talk about that. So people ask, Karen, what do you do about the alarm clock? Again, you can download the app. You can count backwards by 90-minute segments and find out, okay, I'm going to wake up at 5 in the morning or 6 in the morning, so I should go to bed at X amount. The body has its own internal alarm clock. It has been a decade since I've used an alarm clock. I, I, I can't even think of when I've used an alarm clock to wake up. I tell myself when to wake up, and then I wake up literally two minutes before I'm, before I'm supposed to wake up. I'm awake. So we can do that by getting into the circadian rhythm with the earth. And then and our body literally will go into a cycle of when it's supposed to wake up. This internal, this internal body of ours is very powerful. And I, I really encourage you to, you know, get out of the stressful mode that you might be living in, uh, get and, and take into consideration the things we've talked about. So avoiding the caffeine, avoiding nicotine, using some herbals, uh, you know, exercising, taking some good B vitamins as well as vitamin D, you know, eating after sunset. Don't do that anymore. Taking some good calcium, getting heavy metals removed. There's a few more things we're going to talk about, but as you start in incorporating one or two of these into your daily lifestyle, you're actually going to find the same thing. So when you go to bed at night, literally tell yourself, I'd like to wake up a little bit before six, or I'd like to wake up before my alarm clock. And you keep doing that all of the time. It's going to start happening. And I do an entire episode on the fact that when you fall asleep, okay, so when Karen falls asleep, Karen's body goes to bed because I've had a very busy and exciting day. But Karen's mind does not. The spirit of Karen does not need sleep, right? And so I just stay up and I might be thinking. So I'll use visual boards or a, a vision board and put my mind to work so that my mind is busy doing something while I'm sleeping. And then I can wake up at four or five in the morning and I've gotten all the answers to the issues that I'm dealing with because my brain and my mind has been very active. Well, my mind is the one that wakes me up when I tell it to make to wake me up. It's almost like you have two things going for you. You got your amazing body that you can master right here on this program and by using the human body master guide. But you also have that great spiritual part of you, that that who, I call it the who, uh, and that who that's in you is something that can help wake you up in the morning. 
let darkness set in. We So again, turning off those lights, super important, but also let the sun rise you. So not having shades pulled, not having, you know, your room darkening, you know, curtains and shades, very beneficial to let your body wake up with the sun rise and fall asleep with the sunset. So unless you have to get more sleep or you need to get more sleep, very important to let the body naturally wake up with the sun. The next thing I'm going to talk about, I've got about five more minutes here. I I really want to talk about dirty electricity. Remember how our bodies are electrical? Obviously, everything's electrical because of the wonderful periodical table of elements. But because everything is electrical and every cell in our body is electricity, we we are literally disturbed by electricity. We have disrupted cycles because of electricity. So dirty electricity is transient electricity. And and you you have you also have electromagnetic frequency. You have EMFs. You have Wi-Fi, which is also another form of EMF. You have transient electricity or harmonics in the walls of your home. Those are also forms of EMFs. So they are very hard on the brain and on the fingers. Uh, they stimulate cells in the body. So you want to look at how can we change our electrical environment. I've literally had people go home and turn off their breaker. They throw the breaker to their bedroom and they sleep better than they've ever slept before. So maybe look at your surroundings. Number one, if you have a lot of you know, you know, computers and electronics that are plugged in and big plasma TVs and like a smart refrigerator and a smart dryer and a smart refrigerator, you know, washer and, and a smart blender, whatever y'all got. Look at maybe unplugging those things or at least getting them. I'm not at all a favor of smart appliances by any means because of the incredible transients it calls in the wall, it causes in the walls of the home. Unless you have capacitors, then you may want to switch those out. But you can also just look at your bedroom and be like, okay, I'm not going to put the bed next to the wall next to the outlet, or I'm going to buy some capacitors for my bedroom because it stimulates the body. Even our our diabetics are able to get off of a third, sometimes a half of the insulin that they're taking by getting rid of the transients in the walls of their home because it's so stimulating. So using these capacitors, wonderful way uh, to help decrease the transients in your home. Are you sleeping on a metal bed? Is the metal bed conducting electricity? Things to be aware of. Um and so things you can look for is, you know, and, and we own men, you know, we own a lot of different testing uh, meters and we can scan homes and offices and daycares and farms and schools, you name it. We can look for dirty and stray electricity. This is not made up. This is extremely real. I love electricity. I love playing with it because I love to show people what it does for the body. So find someone in your area that can test your property. Uh, electricity is the first thing I discuss with anyone who has cancer, uh, even before I discuss it with food, because electricity is that important. Cancer cells alone will grow 1,632 times faster when exposed to pulsing technology or in the wrong electrical field. So make sure that we are doing everything we can to cut down on that dirty electricity. So again, you can you can remove you can move the bed away from the wall. You can cut back on some of the dirty electricity. Buy some uh, capacitors for your bedroom, and just look around. You know what do you what do you have in your bedroom? The TV, the DVD, the alarm clock, the computer, the phone. All those are plugged in, in in your bedroom. The router is emitting a frequency right through your body when you're sleeping. Oh my gosh, one person who had a hard time sleeping that we were working with also had pancreatic cancer. And I, we came to scan his home, and here he's sleeping with a router next to his bed. He's like, oh, the router's a beautiful little nightlight. I'm like, uh, okay, no. <laughs> number one, it's causing your cancer to grow, you know, exponentially. But number two, you can't sleep because there's a router next to your head. So having the cell phone next to your head. And by the way, 
as much as I love Siri, uh, she's like one of our dear friends, right? We all mutually love her. But the, you actually will have an alarm clock that works fine on your phone. If you use your phone as an alarm clock, it'll work on airplane mode. So go ahead and throw it on airplane mode. Um, and one of the other things that you can do uh, is is making sure that you get naps. So napping is phenomenal. Albert Einstein, Leonardo da Vinci, Nikola Tesla, Winston Churchill, John F. Kennedy, uh, Professor Jerry Bench, they all had one thing in common and they would take naps. And that napping in the afternoon between like one and three o'clock, even 20 minutes of a nap can sharpen your senses. It can literally just give you so much more energy. And so, and even like napping is a big thing. They're called nap pods. And like even Google has nap pods, uh, but Google has many progressive corporations. Do you'll find them in your airports? I've, I've seen them whenever I travel. There's nap pods now that you can, and I've used them. I've rented them and I go to sleep for 20 minutes or for a half an hour. Uh, so these are very important things that you can be doing as well is, is just helping the body, the body get into the assimilation cycle when the sun sets by turning down the lights making sure that we're eating, you know, before the sun sets and, do, and making sure our calcium levels are great because sleeping is the most important thing you do all day. I know that sounds terrible. Now don't sleep all day. That's not good. But making sure the body can rebuild and re... So if you have any dis-ease, if you're trying to combat something or you're sick or you have an immune issue, you really want to look at making sure that your sleep, you're getting the most out of those hours that you're sleeping between the seven, you know, seven, eight, nine o'clock at night, whenever the sun sets for you until four, five, six in the morning. Very important to get your sleep cycle under control so that you can regain health and vitality and all those minerals and supplements that you're taking all day long are actually worth it. Because if you're not assimilating, you're just going to pee them out anyways. And so making sure that all of your supplements are actually being utilized by sleeping really well and getting longer and longer REM sleep cycles, super important. We are so thankful that you joined us today. I'm especially thankful because I've been studying this for decades. I love sharing with people. And if there's any way that I can help to enrich your life, especially through good, proper sleep, we are here to do that. I'm here to do that. So give our office a call. Our office manager is just a hoot. Uh, she's out in, in Colorado and she's just adorable, adorable. And she's 262-339-439. Four zero two four. But thank you for joining me, and under and I hope that you're getting inspired through these series to understand that you are the master of your body. And if you're looking to take control of your health, there's no further to look than right there in front of you. Start in the kitchen. Start exercising. Start breathing. Start choosing the awesome people to hang around around you, and you are going to watch your life change. Thank you for joining us. I hope you had as much fun as we did. If you would ever like to connect with us in person or live online for webinars, course certifications, events, conferences, parties, go ahead and check out our upcoming event schedule at www.holistichealtheducators.com. We would love to connect with you. We also host weekly live question and answer sessions. Until then, have a spectacular day.